Today's daf is Yivamas daf Mem Aleph. We're holding on daf Mem Amid Beis at the two dots, about seven, eight lines before the end of the page, at the two dots by Mutar Adam. So first we're going to discuss the last line of the Mishnah that appeared on the top of daf Mem Amid Beis, where it talks about the Krovas Tsaras Chalutzaso, in contrast to the Tsaras Krovas Chalutzaso. So we're going to talk about that contrast, and we're going to talk about some of the halachas relevant to that. Then the Mishnah on Amr Aleph is going to talk about if a person does Chalitza on a Yevama, and then one of the other brothers marries her sister, so what the uh, halachic status of that marriage is going to be, does it hang in the balance in terms of Chalitza and Yivam, and how to proceed in those types of uh, situations. On the bottom of Amr Aleph, the Mishnah is going to talk about the din of Havchana, that we have to wait for three months, and it's going to give some of the details of when we have to wait for three months after a woman's previous marriage ends, before she begins her next marriage. When does this apply in terms of Yibum, in terms of Chalitza, in terms of Erisin versus Nisuin? Maybe by Erisin it shouldn't matter, we shouldn't even look at the three months, because by Erisin there's no Bia, so we're going to have, that's going to carry us through the rest of the daf, that discussion about the Halachos of Havchana. But first let's begin, again, Mutar Adam, about eight lines before the end of the page, on the memam base, so the uh, the mission had said that a person is allowed to marry the relatives of his chalutza's tsara. Even though the Mishnah said that when one when a guy does chalitza on a woman, he becomes asr to all of her relatives, but not her tsara's relatives, meaning to say as follows. A man, uh, Ruven, let's say, is married to two women, to, to, to Rachel and Leah, and then Ruven dies. Shimon does chalitza on Rachel, not on Leah. But Leah's mutaris l'shuk now, because when her tsara did chalitza, that's all you really need. What is the status of Leah vis-a-vis Shimon? Do we say that when Shimon did Chalitza on Rachel, that was Rachel acting on behalf of all of the Tsaros, of all the wives, and it's as if they're all Chalutzos? Or do we say, no, Leah, as far as Shimon is concerned, is still Eshazachi. That's still the Yisr Kares of his, uh, of his brother's wife. Granted, there was an opportunity at some point where he could have done Yibum on her when Ruvain first died. No, but he didn't. He didn't do Yibum or Chalitza on her. He did Chalitza on her sister. So she is still Eshazachi. And it is only Rachel who became his chalutza. So all of the halachos that relate to a chalutza, that you're, uh, you're asked her to marry the relatives of chalutza, maybe only apply to the chalutza and don't apply to the relative to, to the to the tzara of the chalutza. That's what it sounds from the Mishnah that a man is allowed to marry the relatives of the tzara of the chalutza of the woman that he chose not to do yibum or chalitza on. He's only not allowed to marry the relatives of the woman that he chose to do Yibum or Chalitza on. So says the Gemara, Amr Rav Tuvi Bar Kisna Amr Shmuel, Haba al Tsaras Chalutza Havlad Mamzer. If a person uh, sleeps with the Tsara of his Chalutza, the child is going to be a Mamzer, which means to say that we don't just say that she's just like uh, the, the, a, a, a Yavama that, uh, or his Chalutza, where it's an Isra Lav, where it would just be an Isra of, uh, of, of, of uh, would not be, it would no longer be an Isra of Eshesachiv. No, we say that the Tsara that he chose not to do Chalitza on remains Eshesachiv, and therefore remains an Isra Kares, and therefore the child would be a Mamzer. So that's uh, my Taima, what's the reason? Be Sura Kaima. She remains in her original Isra, even though there was a moment in time where he could have married her, he could have done Yibam on her, he could have done chalitza on her, but he didn't. He did it on one of the 
other wives. So this woman that he didn't do Yibamur Chalitzad remains Eishas Achiv, remains Be'isr Eishas Achiv, which is Nisr Kares. Amr of Yosef Afanana That's exactly what our Mishnah is saying. Our Mishnah says, Mutar Adam Bekrovas Saras Chalutsaso. That a person is allowed to marry the relatives of the woman he didn't do chalitza on, of the tsara of his chalitza, the woman he chose not to do chalitza on. He's, the, he's not allowed to marry the relatives of the woman that he did chalitza on. That's the halach in the first half of our Mishnah. If you're going to say that the tsara remains uh, outside, she remains a shesachiv, she remains be'isr kares, mishum hachimotabachosa. That's why you're allowed to marry her relatives, because you're allowed to marry the relatives of someone who's, uh, who's Eishas Sachiv. There's no Isser of marrying your brother's wife's relatives. That's why we have half the cases in the Mesechta are like that. Two brothers marrying two sisters. What do you mean? If your brother married one of them, are you allowed to marry the other one? Yes, you're allowed to marry the other one. It's only if you did Chalitza on somebody that you're not allowed to marry her sister. So that's why you understand that it's Mutar Ba'achosa, because we assume that she, she is not considered like a Chalitza, because you never did chalitza honor, even though you had the opportunity to do it, you chose to do it on one of the other wives. But if you hold that Tzara has the status of a chalutza, why would she have the status of the chalutza? Because maybe we should view it that when Rachel does chalitza, she's doing it on behalf of all of Reuven's wives. She's a shaliach of all of Reuven's wives, and therefore Leah, who didn't do chalitza, is also considered like a chalutza. Well, then I might mutter. Why then would you be allowed to marry Leah's relative? That would not be permissible. So you see clearly that our Mishnah is a raya that the woman you choose not to do chalitza on remains biiser eishas achiv and iser kares and any and any vlad you have from her is a mamzer, but all of her relatives remain mutter to you. And this seems to be a tiyufta in Rabbi Yochanan. Damer bein hu bein achin ein chayav in lolal chalutza kares. Rabbi Yochanan says that there's no chiv karis on the chalutza herself, nor on the tzara, that even the woman you chose not to do chalitza on, there's no isra, there's no chiv karis, which implies she's no longer considered regular eshes achiv. Rabbi Yochanan respond, meaning you want to tell me that our Mishnah is a kasha and Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan would say no. The woman you choose not to do chalitza on is not an Isra Kares. She is, uh, she is, she is no longer considered Eishas uh, Achid. I, why in our Mishnah does it say that you're mutter to her relatives, you're allowed to be with her relatives? Well, do you think the issue of a relative of a chalutza in the first place is a daraisa issue? Marrying the relative of a chalutza, if you to, to marry the relative of a woman that you divorced, that's an issue daraisa. Achos chalutza, midivrei sofrim. Achos chalutza is only an issue to begin with. So that's all it means. That's all the Mishnah is telling me. That since the whole issue over here, the whole issue our Mishnah discusses of not marrying the relatives of your chalutza, it's all a midrabanan issue. The whole thing, beginning to end, is all a din, a din midrabanan. The rabbanan ragozer don't marry the relatives of the woman you actually did chalitza on. They were never gozer not to marry the relatives of the woman you could have done chalitza on, but you didn't. Meaning the tsara of your chalitza. They never made such a gzera, but it's all working on a uh, on a on, on a level. 
frankly, Gemara now going back on the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, yes, you're allowed to marry the relatives of with the wife of, of the brother's wife that you didn't do chalitza on, but you're not allowed to. It contrasted that with saying that you're not allowed to marry the tsara of Krovas Chalutzaso, meaning the woman you did Chalitza on, not only are you not allowed to marry your sister, you're not allowed to marry your sister's Tzara. So you do Chalitza on a woman, her sister is married to some other guy, you're not related to her at all, and that other guy has three other wives, you're not allowed to marry any of those, those wives either. Well, why not? What's the difference between Tzara's Krovas Chalutzaso, where you're not allowed to marry, and Krovas Tzara's Chalutzaso, that you are allowed to marry? It seems roughly the same level of relative, uh, it's just a matter of, uh, of the order of how you, how you draw the line to, to that relative. So why is it that one you would be allowed to marry, one you would not? Answers Gemara, Hachta Azla Bahadal Beidina Gazabur Rabbanon. When a woman comes to Bezin to do chalitza, who's going to come with her to provide her emotional support? It's unlikely that her tsaros are going to come with her. Her tsaros are not going to be interested in providing with emotional support. They're tsaros. They don't have that kind of relationship. That, that's not the people that she goes to find, uh, to find comfort with. And therefore, since the tsaros aren't going to be showing up to court, we don't have to worry about marrying the relatives of the tsaros because no one's going to think that the Tzara is the Chalutza. No one's going to think he did Chalutza and the Tzara. The Tzara never even walked into Beisdin. But who does she show up to court with? She comes with her relatives. She comes with her sister. She comes with her mother. She comes with her relatives to give her the emotional support. People are going to think they see a group of women going into Beisdin. If they see two sisters going into Beisdin, they're not going to know who the real Chalutza is. So if we allow you to, to marry the Tzara of that, uh, of, of, of that Chalutza, of, if we allow you to marry the Tzara of the Karov, of the Chalutza, so, uh, so, so then people are going to think that, uh, that, that, you, that you're, you're, you're marrying the Tzara of the Chalutza herself, and that you're definitely not allowed to do. So that's the, so that's the difference between Krovas Tzaras Chalutzaso, where it's Mutter, and Tzaras Krovas Chalutzaso, that it is Aser. Good, new Mishnah. Hacholit Vivimto, guy does Chalitza, Vinasa Achivesachosa, and then his brother, one of the other brothers, decides to marry her sister, Umeis, and now the brother dies. So now he's faced with Achos uh, Chalutzaso, meaning this is picking up from the previous Mishnah. Previous Mishnah had said that once you do Chalitza on a woman, all of her relatives are Aser to you. We just verify, we just uh, mentioned in the Gemara that we assume this is Nisr Midrabanan, that all her relatives, the relatives of a Chalutza, are Aser to you Midrabanan. But what if you have a mitzvah of Yibum on one of those relatives? Because you have another brother who decided to marry one of the sisters of your Chalutza. And now that brother dies. So now you're faced with the Yibum situation of your Chalutza sister. What should you do? Well, Midraraisa, you would have to do Yibum. Midrabanan, you're not allowed to marry her. So what you do is what you always do. Chalatzas you have to do chalitza, not yibum, because you can't do yibum on a drabanan level, but on a darais level, you need to do something. The chain, similarly, and the Gemara is going to point out, not really similarly, if a man divorces his wife, remember we just said that when one divorces his wife, her relatives are asked to him, midaraisa. So what if you divorce a woman, and then your brother marries her sister, umes, and then the brother dies. So now what do you do? You're faced with the Yibam situation of your divorcee's uh, sister, but she's a to you on a Daraisa level. 
Sa'arezu Petura. Since she's a Surati, you're on a Daraisa level, she's Pater from everything. You don't even need a Chalitza in that situation. Because again, this all goes back to the contrast we made a couple of lines from the bottom of Memam Beis, that the relatives of your Grusha are in Issa Daraisa. The relatives of your Chalutza are only in Issa Midrabanan. Shomeres Yabam Shekidei What if you have a situation where you didn't yet do Yibum or Chalitza? She's still a Shomeres Yabam. A woman is awaiting Yibum, and then one of the other brothers does Kiddushin on her sister. Mishum Rabbi Yudhubim Seira explains that what you have to do is, Omrim Lo, we tell the guy who did Kiddushin on her sister, Hamtein HaChiyasa Echicha Maisa. Wait till your brother does Yibum or Chalitza before you make a move. Before you do Nisun, before you marry this woman Fully, uh, the sister of your Shomer, of what's essentially your Shomeris Yavim also, wait till one of the other brothers takes care of the Yibam or Chalitza. Chalatzla Achiv, if the guy does Chalitza, O Kansor, he does Yibam, great, then Yichnos Sishto, then you're, you're free to go ahead and complete the marriage, do a Nisuin. Mesa Yivama, if the Yivama dies though, Yichna also, Yichnos Sishto, that's fine, you're allowed, to get, you're allowed to continue, you have this Kiddushin with her sister, if she dies, there's no longer any Zika, there's nothing that has to be taken care of anymore, so good, go ahead and continue the marriage with her sister. Mesa Yavam, what if the only other option to do Yibam on the, on the, on the Shomeris Yavam dies though? There are three brothers, one of them died and left his wife. So now there are two brothers that the there's Shimon and Levi that could do Yibam on uh, on on Rachel, who was the wife of uh, Ruvain who died. And Levi decides that he's going to do Kiddushin on Leah, on Rachel's sister. And now Shimon dies. So now Levi is still faced with Rachel for Yibam, but he has Kiddushin with Leah. So what's he supposed to do? Yotzi Asishto beget. He has to give a get to Leah to to divorce Leah. Veishasachiv bechalitza, and he's got to do. Chalitza on Rachel. He can't do Yibum because he already had Kiddushin with her sister, but he also can't uh, can't, can't not do anything because uh, he never he, 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 the, the Zika happened before the Kiddushin, so she required Chalitza from him before anything else, so he's got to do Chalitza on the uh, on, on Rachel, and he has to give Leah a get. So frankly, the first two cases in the Mishnah were not at all similar, they were in fact a contrast with each other. When we discussed the relatives of your Chalitza, the first Halach in the Mishnah is based on the very notion that the relatives of your Chalutza are only Asumid Rabbanon. The second Allah in the Mishnah is based on the notion that the relatives of your Grusha are Asumid Araisa. And therefore, in, the, in case number two, the relatives of your Grusha, there is absolutely no Zika. Whereas by the relatives of your Chalutza, there is a Zika on a Daraisa level. Shusmid Rabbanon, we don't allow you to do Yibam. Why would you call that the Chain? Why would the Mishnah use that, that word to connect the, the first two Allahs? So answers the Gemara, you're right. Ema Aval Hamagarish. What it really means to do is to. Uh, not compare them, but to contrast them. To say, Aval HaMegarish, that however, when it comes to Megarish, there's no Zika at all. This, it was on this Mishnah that Rebbe first made that comment that the relative of your Grusha is Asumida Raisa, the relative of your Chalutza is only Asumida Rabbanan, because that's what comes through very clearly in our Mishnah. Shomeris Yavam Shekidesh, then the Mishnah went on to talk about Shomeris Yavam, who uh, one of the brothers did Kiddushin on one of the sisters. So he said, we have to play it out. Rebbe Yudhubam said, you have to advise him to wait and see 
see what happens with the Yibam Chalitza of her sister. Amr Shmuel Halacha Kedivah Rabbi Yudav Meseira. We passing like Rabbi Yudav Meseira. Ibayilu, but the Gemara raises the Shaila. Mesa Ishto Mahu Bivemto. What if you have that case? Ruvain Shimon and Levi, and Ruvain had died, and he left the Rachel. Uh, he left Rachel for Yibam or Chalitza, and now Shimon and Levi are faced with Rachel for Yibam or Chalitza. But Levi decides he's going to do Kiddushin on Leah. Now Leah dies. So what's going to be the halacha? Can now that Leah died, can can Levi do Yibam on Rachel? So Mesa Ishto, if the wife died, Maubi Yivimto. Rashi explains, Mi Amrina. Do we say Kivin de Mesa Paka Israchos Hishavisharia? Should we say that since Leah is dead, there's no Isser for for uh, Levi to marry Rachel because it's Achos Ishto after Misa Ishto, which is totally mutter. Or maybe no, maybe even though the Isra of Achosisha went away, Rachel still has an Isra of Eshesach to Levi. Since there was a moment when Rachel was awaiting Yibum that she was not allowed to do Yibum with Levi because Levi was married to her sister. So maybe that means that there's no mitzvah Yibum in this case. This remains an Isra of Eshesachiv. Because there was that time where you couldn't say and therefore that would be like any other any other time a brother's wife dies where they have children where there's no mitzvah yibum any time there's eshesach shalom mitzvah yibum remains in the kares so we're not sure how to view this and it's a machlokas Rav Rabbi Chanina Dami Tarvayu Mesa Ishto Mutar Biyavamto Rav Rabbi Chanina say that if Leah dies Levi can now do yibum on Rachel Shmuel Ravasi Dami Tarvayu Mesa Ishto Asr Biyavamto and Shmuel Ravasi say no that if Leah dies Levi is not allowed to do yibum on Rachel Amar Rav, my time with the Rav. Why does Rav think that it's mutter to do yibum on Rachel? It's mutter for Levi to do yibum on Rachel after Leah dies. Mishum davai yivama shuhutra v'nesra v'chazav hutra. Because Rachel originally, when Ruvain died, Rachel was muteres to uh, to Levi. Levi did not yet do kiddushin on her sister. But then Levi went out and did kiddushin on her sister, so she became asuratim. But then the sister died, so she goes back to her original hetter. Tachsor letera rishon. The Allah is if it was originally mutter at the Shas Nafila, it was originally mutter, and then it became Asr for a period of time, but then that Isra went away, it goes back, it goes back to being mutter again. Masav Rafam Nun Rafam Nun said, but wait a second, we have a Mishnah, Gimelach and Beis Nesu and Beis Achios. Let's say you have three brothers, and two of them are married to two sisters, Vechel Mufna, and one of them is single, not married to anybody. So Reuven and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah, and and Levi is not married to anyone. Meis Echon Mibali Achayos, one of the one of the the, the, the married brothers dies, Reuven dies, Vasabu Mufna Ma'amer, and Levi does Ma'amer on Rachel, Ruven's wife, and then Shimon dies. So now Levi has Ma'amar as his Kiddushin, Rabbanan, with Rachel, Mrs. Ruvain, and now Mrs. Shimon, Leah, Mrs. Shimon, is now Nofelis Liyibum. Uh, what does he do? Then the other brother dies, Shimon dies. And then his wife dies after him. Then the Allah is meaning of Rachel then dies, so he 
could only do chalitza on leya. You're not allowed to do yibam on leya. Vamai, why can't you do yibam on leya? Taviki yivamashu hutra v'nesra v'chazra hutra. It should be like a case of yivama that was mutter and then became aser and then became uh, mutter again. So taxa letera rishon. We should go back to the original to the to the to the original heter. Right? Should go back to being mutter like it like it originally was. I say ishtik. He didn't. Uh, he didn't respond. He had no no answer. After he went out, after uh, Rav Hamnuna left, Rav Hamnuna was one that posed the question. Amar amaylo amartale. So he said, "You're, you know." Uh, he said to uh, this was a kasha on uh, on Rav. That Rav, you hold that when it's something was mutter, then becomes aser, then, then becomes mutter, then the isr goes away, goes back to the terror rishon. Why didn't you answer him, Rav? You could have answered Rav Hamnuna as follows: That Rav Lazar, he that this is assuming like the shita. Of Reb Lazar, that the Amar Kivin Shamda Lav Shachas Beiser Nesra Lav Alamis, that in a Chinami, even though we hold that it goes back to Tera Rishon, this Mishnah that you're asking from assumes like the sheet of Reb Lazar that as soon as someone is asked for even a short window of time, the Isra remains forever and ever. Then he said, nah, maybe it's not a good answer to say it's going like Rabbi Lazar, because maybe even Rabbi Lazar only says that she remains Asr forever if she wasn't Ra'ui Bishas Nafila. If at the original time where she should have been Nafelas Liyibum, she wasn't Ra'ui for Yibum. But maybe when she's Ra'ui at the time of Shas Nafila, maybe Rabbi Lazar would also agree that Chazaris Latera Rishon, that if she's Mutra at the Shas Nafila, then something else happens. And makes Rasser, then that Isra goes away. Maybe even Rabbi Lazar would agree she'd go back to that Terra Rishon. Hadar Amar in Vatanya, Rabbi Lazar Amar, Mesi Vimto, Mutter Be Ishto, Mesi Ishto, Osi Vama, Cholatas, Lomis Yavemes. Then he, the Yavemes said, Yeah, but we have Rabbi Lazar say explicitly that Mesi Ishto, if his wife dies, the Yavama can now do Chalitza, but Lomis Yavemes, but can, cannot do uh, Yibum. So you see that he holds, that Rabbi Lazar holds, that it's Taka going to be Yasser in that case. So he can only do Chalitza. That you're not allowed to uh, to, to do yibum. Leima Shmuel Vravasi Damik Rav Lazar. So essentially, what we're saying is, we said it's Machlokas Amorayim what to do in this case when uh, when Ruvain had died and Levi had decided to do Nisuin uh, Kiddushin rather on 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 uh, Leah, and then the uh, Leah dies. Whether uh, Levi is now allowed to do to do yibum on Rachel Ruvain's wife, we said it was Machlokas Amorayim, and it was Shmuel. And Rav Asi, who had said that that Mesa Ishto Asir Biyavimto, that it's Asir. So that's exactly where Rabbi Lazar says. Now that we have Rabbi Lazar, Tana, who says it explicitly, why do we why do we report this Shita of Amorayim as an independent Shita? They're just saying exactly what Rabbi Lazar says. Says Amorayim, because these Amorayim will say that they're even going like the Rabbanan. That the case where the Rabbanan disagree with Rabbi Lazar is a case where the Isser net was never chal from the time of Nefila and on. But over here where the Isser kicked in, after the Shas Nefila, Afilu Rabbanan modu. Even the Rabbanan are going to be moda that they remain us and that it's not chozer la tera arishon. That if you look at Rashi, Adkan lo polig Rabbanan leiz Rab Lazar perk beshamei el gabe megarish isha bechzir. What was the case where the Rab Lazar and the Rabbanan disagreed? It was a case of a man who divorces his wife 
then remarries his wife, and then the man dies and leaves that wife over for Yibum. So since at the time that he was divorced from her, she was never destined for Yibum, because at the time that he was divorced from her, she was stam the Yisrael to all the rest of his brothers. That's where we say that uh, that since Bechai Yachiv, it was uh, it, it, the whole the whole situation happened where she became Asura and then became Ra'ui. That's where the Rabbanon will say that maybe Chazar Slatera Rishon, but maybe if uh, the Isser happened after the brother had already died, that's where the Isser first kicked in, like in our case, where Ruvain died, and then Levi did uh, Kiddushin on Leah after Ruvain was already dead, after Rachel was already awaiting Yibam, maybe in that case, everyone would agree, would agree that it doesn't go back Rishon, that, that it doesn't go back to being Mutter again, ever again. Okay, that's the uh, end of the complicated suki. Now we begin the discussion of Havchana, of the, the waiting three months after being married before you go and marry somebody else. So rule number one, a Yavama is not allowed to do Chalitza or Yibam, meaning her husband dies, so she wants to do Chalitza or Yibam, she has to wait three months to do Chalitza or Yibam. Rabbi Kivegar asked the Kasha and the Tshuva, why is it three months? It should be three months and three days, because uh, the assumption that the Gemara makes is that once there's a there's a Tashmish, it takes three days, for it could take up to three days for the Zerah to be collate. The Zerah, the, 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 for to impregnate the woman, it could take up until three days. That's why we assume the Allah is that a woman who's poletas shikhva zera can still be sosar her shivanikiyim. If a woman has shikhva zera coming out of her body uh, from from previous tashmish, it could it could ruin her shivanikiyim, makes her tameh. For, uh, for three days. Why not after three days? Is there no more zera coming out after three days? Well, it's not counted as zera after three days because it's no longer potent. It can't do anything after three days. That Allah of Plata Sheikh Vazar is the reason we wait five days after from the time a woman becomes a needed before we start counting Shiva Nikim because somehow three days turns into five with a couple of uh, well-placed chumras and, uh, and that, and that, and that uh, but the assumption is that there was a previous Tashmish and so long as there's zera coming out of her body, it might be dripping out of her body, she's not going to be able to count Shiva, Shiva Nikim. But anyway, so that's the idea that zera takes three days. So why is it that three months suffices? Shouldn't it be if we're trying to get Havchana and we assume that after three months is when the pregnancy is going to become Hukarubra, you're going to be able to recognize will be recognizably pregnant. Shouldn't it be three months and three days? So Bikivega says, Azlin Basaruba. Rove, rove of the times when a woman becomes pregnant, it happens right away. It happens immediately at the Shas Tashmish, and it doesn't take until three days. So for that, we're allowed to rely on the rove. Rabbi Kivega points out that the Rashman Torah Sabayis talks about a woman who's mapelis liyom memalif, a woman who has a miscarriage on day forty-one uh, from the time of Tashmish, from when she had her Tashmish, that she's teshev lezachar lenekeva ulenida, that she has to assume that it might have been a zachar, might have been a nekeva, might have been a nida. We don't know what it is. The reason she's teshev the nida is because shema nikla tazar biyomasheni. The reason she has to assume that maybe it's a nida and it doesn't count as, as a zachar or a nekeva is because we assume. Yitzira Savlad takes 40 days. That for a miscarriage to count as a miscarriage, it has to be 40 days into the pregnancy. Less than that, we say it's Maya Bialma. Maya Bialma means it's blood, it's Nida, it's Dam Nida, it it's not, nothing more than Dam Nida. So on day 41, says the Rashba, the reason she has to assume that it might be Dam Nida is because maybe she hasn't really been pregnant for 41 days. Maybe the Tashmish was 41 days ago, but the pregnancy started 39 days ago because it could take up until three days. So Rikivega says, wait a second, why are we Choshish for that? I just thought, I just got through 
Rabbi Yerubi says that we have Chanas three months and not three months and three days because I'll be rove. It happens right away and you don't have to worry about about the the meat. So Rabbi explains that uh, that we always, we are holy chacharov that it all happens on on on, uh, on the first day. But by Mapelis it's different because it's uh, it's unusual. For uh, for a miscarriage, it's most usual for a woman's pregnancy, for an inviable pregnancy, to be ruined within the first forty days. For it not to go past forty days, so it's it's almost like a rove that's telling us that we're probably still within the first forty days. The fact that she's that 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 she's miscarrying, meaning if it's on the border, so it's more likely that it's within the first forty days than 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 not, because once it's already a viable pregnancy, then it's less likely that she would uh, that she would miscarry. Okay, so further in the Mishnah, so if you want to do yibum chalitza, the woman's got to wait three months. But even for chalitza, v'chein kol shara nashim lo and any woman whose husband dies, even if she, they had children, so she doesn't need Yibam or Chalitza. She simply cannot get remarried. She can't do Erisin uh, or Nisuin. She can't get remarried for the either part of marriage until you wait three months. Echad besulos ve'echad beulos, and it doesn't matter whether she had beer with her husband, never had beer with her husband. Echad grushos ve'echad almanos, doesn't matter how her previous marriage ended, whether her husband died or whether she just got divorced. Echad besulos ve'echad arusos, and it doesn't even matter whether she ever had any suin with her husband, even if her deceased husband they only had erusin, still she's got to wait three months. Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says, wait, no, not so fast. Hanesuos yisarsu varusos yinasu. Rabbi Yudah says it depends. If her previous marriage was an erusin, so she never had Nisuin in her previous marriage, then she's allowed to have uh, have Nisuin within three months because she never slept with her original with her first husband. So she's not going to be pregnant. Obviously, if her original husband who died was in the, she she had Nisuin with him, she's allowed to do erusin within three months because erusin isn't bia. There's not going to be any bia until after. The nisuin, until after the nisuin, anyway. So that's the um, that's the svara of uh, of Rabbi Yehuda. Now the, uh, the 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 there's a there's an interesting tshuva in the Chalkas Yaakov. A lot of the contemporary posts can discuss what would the halacha be if a woman uh, has, has has IVF, a woman has in vitro fertilization, she can't get pregnant in the normal way with a donor sperm. Is that a problem? She's a married woman. Is the vlad going to be a mamzer, or is mamzer only created al yaday bias iser? So in the course of that discussion, Rav Breish, the Chalkas Yaakov, Nevna Ezer, Simon Tazvav uh, brings the uh, raya. Uh, from 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 our Mishnah in that Mamzerus must be tali in the Bias Iser and if a woman is in Sabra Bambat if she has uh, if she 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 has in vitro fertilization it's not, not from from uh, from from donor sperm without a Bias Iser the Vlad is not going to be a Mamzer how does he see that because Rabbi Yossi says that there's no dinafchana for Erisin that a woman who's a Grusha has to wait three months till she marries because of Afchana but that's only if she wants to marry but if she only wants to do Erisin then she can get married right away. What do you mean she can get married right away? If all she wants to do is do Arison, she can have Arison immediately. But that means that her husband could have died yesterday. She's going to get married today. So she could have had Tash Mishamita with her first husband yesterday. She's going to get married today with, to somebody else. So she's going to become, with Arison, she's going to become an Ashish today, and she still might not be pregnant. It could take up till three days, till the sperm impregnates her. So she might not become pregnant until after she has Arison with a new husband. 
So what's happening? She's married to man number two, but man number one, Zera, is making her pregnant while she's married to man number two. Just not with a Bia. The Bia was Behetzer, because the Bia was, was while she was still married to man number one. So you see that it's not about becoming pregnant from the Zera of another man while you're married. That does, doesn't make any, any issue of Mamseris. That doesn't cause any problems. The problem is a Bias Iser. That's what's going to create the Mamseris. It's a sharp Raya. It's not the greatest Raya, but it's a sharp Raya, because all our mission says is that you don't need to wait three months. It doesn't say you don't need to wait three days. could be in a Chinami that you need, to, you need to wait three days. We're not talking about three days of year. We're talking about, uh, about three months. Okay, but so it's not necessarily Mukhraf, but it's a very sharp Raya that, uh, that that's, and yeah, there are other reasons why it's not such a great Raya, but, uh, but, but it's at least a sharp point. Okay, so anyway, so, uh, so Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, and the Suos, Yisarsu, Varusus, Yinasu, so in the Suos are allowed to do Erisin, and people at Erisin in the previous marriage are allowed to do Nisuun, Chutz min Arusus Shabbat Except for the Arusas in Yehuda, because the Arusas in Yehuda were libagaspa. It used to be that in uh, in Yehuda, while the the couple was still be'erisin, they would want them to grow comfortable with each other, so they would have them have yichud with each other, so that they can become very comfortable with each other before the nisuin. So since they were having yichud together, we're always concerned that maybe she's not really. Uh, she's not really a basula. Maybe they actually slept together, and therefore you can't let her go and do erusin after nisun or nisun after erusin if you're talking in the in the in the town of of Yehuda. The Tosyantaf writes that according to Yehuda, in Yehuda nisuos are not allowed to do erusin within three months because they're going to be miyached with the arusos because that was the minog of what they would do. The Rochlaner says the Chora maybe they should be mutalis ares and just don't let them do yichud. Meaning maybe what Yehuda. Is, is, is trying to tell us, says the Aruchlaner, is that if she had Arisin in marriage number one, we can't let her do Nisun in marriage number two within three months. Because we trust, we don't trust that the Arisin uh, was, was uh, innocent. We assume that by the Arisin there was B as well. But maybe in the reverse, says the Aruchlaner, we will allow it. Maybe if she had Nisun with marriage number one, we should allow Arisin with marriage number two, even in Yehuda, and just say, don't follow the normal Minag Yehuda. Don't allow Yichud in this situation, meaning there's another way to resolve it. You can let her get married within three months and just don't follow the normal, uh, the normal Minag of, 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 of Yehuda. But it seems to be the most of the Akronim assume that, uh, that, that uh, Rabbi Yehuda means across the board, that of course they're going to follow the Minag of Yehuda, and therefore whether it was Arisin in the first marriage and Yisun in the second marriage, or vice versa, either way in Yehuda, you can't do it Within three months, Rabbi Yossi Omer writes in the Mishnah: Everyone's allowed to do erusin within three months. Except for an almana, if a woman's husband died, she can't do erusin within three months. But that has nothing to do with havchana. That's just because she's an avelus, so she doesn't have the ability to do uh, to do erusin right away. So what does that mean? She can't do erusin within three months? No, she can't do erusin within a month because uh, she has a, she has a din of shloshim for the for the for the avelus. But that's the only the only waiting period that she's going to have to do. Now says the Gemara: Bishlam lotus yavim shemiyah vlad ben kayama. I understand that after a woman's husband dies without any children, she has to wait three months before she does yibum. Because what if she's pregnant from the first husband? Then it's going to turn out that when she does yibum with his brother, it's not yibum at all. Rather, it's an isrkares of eshasachiv, and that's very, very bad. It's going to be a violation of the isrkares. Why can't she do chalitza within three months of her husband dying? What's going to happen if she does chalitza? It's not going to cost anybody anything. She'll be muteres l'shukamim. 
she's mutaris l'shuk anyway. If it's the child of the first husband, she's mutaris l'shuk because the husband never, she never needed yibum chalitza, and uh, and 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 there is no, it has to be a child of the first husband. She only she's doing chalitza with the with the second husband, so she's mutaris l'shuk anyhow. So why can't she do chalitza? Says Umar lemitavi tiyufta de Rabbi Yochanan damar chalitza smuberes shma chalitza. This must be a tiyufta on Rabbi Yochanan because Rabbi Yochanan held that you could do chalitza on a pregnant woman. This must be telling us chalitza on a pregnant woman is invalid. And that's why you can't do the chalitza, because she might be pregnant. So we need to first verify that she's not pregnant in order for the chalitza to work. So it says, Didn't we already slug uh, up Rabbi Yochanan? How many times do we need to beat up Rabbi Yochanan? What we mean to say is that this is also Tiyuftah and Rabbi Yochanan. Our Mishnah, in addition to the previous Tiyuftahs and Rabbi Yochanan, our Mishnah is also Tiyuftah and Rabbi Yochanan. The very fact that we don't allow Chalitza within three months tells you that... Um, that not like Rabbi Yochanan, who held that chalitza can work on a pregnant woman, our Mishnah tells you chalitza cannot work on a pregnant woman. Says Mar Allah. No, it's not a raya against Rabbi Yochanan from our Mishnah. The reason why we don't allow chalitza within three months is because maybe the Vlad is going to be a Vlad ben Kayama, and then we're going to have to go announce that she's really mutaris lakuna, that she's not really chalitza because she never really needed chalitza, and therefore she's she's an almana, she's a regular almana, she's allowed to marry. Kohen. So that's why we don't want her to do chalitz within three months. Wait, maybe she's pregnant. Maybe this is a Vlad ben Kayama. She won't need chalitz. She'll then, she'll then be able to marry a Kohen. She'll have much more, many more prospects in terms of who she can marry. So says Gemara, okay, so v'nitzracha. So just announce it. Meaning, what, what's the big deal? Let her do the chalitz within three months. And if it turns out that she has a Vlad ben Kayama in there, great. So we'll make an announcement that she's allowed to marry a Kohen. And Gemara, we're concerned that there might be people who are there at the time of the chalitza, so they'll see that she's a chalitza, but they're not going to be there when we announce that she's mutaris lakuna or mifsalua minakuna, and they're therefore going to apostle her from kahuna, meaning they're going to think that she's a chalitza, they're not going to realize that she's mutaris lakuna, so they're going to apostle the lakuna. It's interesting, the Gemara Lama Vav said almost the same thing about hachraza, of why, okay, let a person do chalitza, and if it turns out it was unnecessary, we'll do hachraza. So the Gemara said, no, we can't do that, because people are going to get the wrong impression. But over there, the Gemara said, a slightly different result. That what's going to happen, it's not that people are going to apostle her lakuna. It's that when we are matir her lakuna, people are going to think a chalutza is mutaris lakuna. Not sure why the Gemara changed, but the, the Gemara changed within five blot of what the concern is going to be if people see a chalutza, a chalitza, and they don't see the achraza. Is the concern that people are going to ask her lakuna, they're just not going to let her get married to a kohen? Or is the concern that when she does get married to a kohen, people are going to think a chalutza is mutaris lakuna? And that's going to be the, the issue. I don't know. I don't know why you would be more concerned about, about one than, than the other. Uh, so says this all makes good sense for an almana. But what about a grusha? So what, what are we asking? Says Rashi, grusha uh, meaning why can't a grusha do chalitza? Why can't a grusha do chalitza? You don't do chalitza when you get divorced. You do chalitza when a husband dies. No, we mean a woman who was previously divorced from a previous marriage. And then she was married to a second husband, and the second husband died. So why not let her do chalitza within three months? Because what's the worst that could happen? It will turn out that it wasn't, it wasn't really a chalitza because she was pregnant 
it, and therefore she's mutaris l'kohen? No, she's not. She's a sura l'kohen anyway, because she has previously been divorced. She's, uh, she's a grusha anyway from a previous marriage. So she's anyway going to be uh, a sura l'kohen. So why don't we let such a woman do chalitza within three months? And because it's going to cost her the mezonos, because the halach is for three months, she gets fed from nichse baila. That's what we're going, to, we're going to see soon. But if you do chalitza, so then she loses the mezonos from nichse baila, and, uh, but, and, and she's not allowed to get remarried. She's certainly not allowed to marry anybody else for, three month, for, for those three months. So you don't want that window of time where she's not supported. She doesn't have any, any, anyone to support her. So that's why we wait on the chalitza for three months, just so that the husband's estate can still support her. Tainach Nesua, that makes sense if she's entitled to Mizonos, if she had Nisuin with the original husband, so she is entitled to the Mizonos. But a Rusa Grusha, Michael the Maymar, what if it's an Arusa who's a Grusha? Then what's the, why can't we do Chalitza within three months? She's not getting Mizonos anyway. She's a Surudu Kohen anyway, so why don't you do Chalitza? El Mishim's Rabbiosi, it's because of Rabbiosi, Ditanya, Maislabad, Nachoshbalot, and Rabbiosi, a guy once came to Rabbiosi, Amalei Malachlots, Betokimel. He said, Can I do Chalitza within three months? Amalei Lotachlots said, No. Betachlots why not? Why can't you do chalitza? Karl of Mikrozet. Imlo yachbots. Haim chafetz yavein. That the halacha is when do you do chalitza? If, you cho- if you're choosing not to do yibum, which implies that you can only do chalitza if you also had the option to do yibum. Kala olu liyibum, olu lechalitza. The halacha is anyone who's olu liyibum is olu lechalitza. If you're not olu liyibum, you're not olu lechalitza. The base mayor and Rav Shimon Shkaf both raise the following kasha. In our Gemara, we say that anyone who's olu liyibum is not olu lechalitza. And since within three months you can't do Yibum because you're not going to know whose Vlad it is, so Mili can't do Chalitza either. That's considered a Yibum. By a Yavama that's Niskad Shalashuk. Let's say you have a Yavama that accepted Kiddushin from someone else. So we're going to have a mission later on that's Sadi Bezim Bez. The Shomeris Yavam, for some reason, didn't know what she was doing. She accepted Kiddushin from someone else. The Allah is and she doesn't have to divorce the, the, the Makadesh. Well, wait a second. She's not a Yibum if she accepted Kiddushin from someone else. If Kiddushin is Tovsin Bechayavelavin, and you assume that that Kiddushin is, is a valid Kiddushin, so she's not a Yibum, why would that be Ola Chalitza? Why would that work? So the base mayor suggests two answers. Rav Shimashkap says he doesn't like either of the answers. So Rav Shimashkap suggests the following. He says, something that's Ra'i Lios Masukan, based on Zman, is not considered Masukan. Meaning something that you have to wait. There's a time period before it's going to be Mutter. That's not called Ola Yibam. So if the, you have to wait in order for her to be Ola Yibam, three months before she's Mutter, that's not okay. That you don't call Ola Yibam. But something that could be fixed right now, it's just a matter of someone doing it, of someone fixing it, some uh, situation that could be rectified immediately on the spot, that is called a libum. Now in this case, if the guy that was Makadishur were Magarishur, so she'd be a libum right away. So that's called that she's a libum, since it's fixable. That's what Shemeshkab suggests. Masra Sveikos calls my Sveikos. It says Sveikos could do Khalitza not Yibum. What does it mean, Sveikos? Ile Masafik Kidushin. If you're going to say that it's a suffix whether she was ever really married to your brother, so then of course you should be able to do yibum. Either you have a mitzvah of yibum, or she's not an isra veshasachiv because she was never married to your brother. So why wouldn't you be allowed to do yibum? Now the case of, of suffix is a guy is makadesh, one of two sisters, and he's not sure which sister he is makadesh. Halacha is he can only do chalitza, he can't do yibum. But 
v'katani cholatzas, but apparently he can do chalitza. So apparently, even though she's not all liyibum, she is all the chalitza. So how can you tell me that anyone that's not all liyibum is not all the chalitza? Hachi Ashley, the says you can't compare the case. Hasamim yavo eliyahu v'yomer da hakidesh. If Eliyahu and Navi were to come and say, "Oh, you're not sure which one you were makadesh," it's this one. This is the one that you were makadesh. Then the bas chalitza v'yibumi, she would be right for both yibum and chalitza if we only knew the mitzius. If we only knew which one he was makadesh, so that's called that she's all liyibum. But over here, if Eliyahu and Avi were to come and say, oh, the, your brother's wife, your deceased brother's wife, don't worry, she's not pregnant, it's okay. Are you allowed to marry her within three months? Absolutely. I would have said, yeah, I mean, if she's not pregnant, why not? No, you're not. You're not allowed, even if Eliyahu and Avi were to guarantee you that she's not pregnant, you're not allowed to marry her you're not, within three months. Because you have a katana who's not even able to get pregnant within, uh, and, and still you have to wait three months even for a katana. So you see, it has nothing to do with whether she's actually pregnant. Even if you know that she's not pregnant, you have to wait the three months. So that's why that's called that it's not that it's not all the yibum. That's the question about pregnancy tests. What if you could take a blood test and know with uh, even not not just the urine test, which is uh, mostly accurate. If you could take a blood test, uh, which uh, 100% accuracy is close to it, that. Uh, uh, is, that, is that enough to say that you don't have to wait for the Havchana? So Pashtas of the Gemara is that, uh, that, that it, it says, even if Eliyahu Navi tells you she's not pregnant, you have to wait three months. Some of the Yachronim say, yeah, that's Eliyahu Navi, but the pregnancy test is like 100% accurate. You know? so, that's, uh, so that's maybe different. I don't know, very difficult to, to understand. There is a tshuva in the, in the Rav Pa'alim that discusses, what if you have uh, two estrogen? One of them is an estrogen shal orla, or truma tmei, which is not roi lachila. And the is, if it's not roi lachila, then you're not allowed to use it. Can you use them and assume that you get the mitzvah? Now the halacha is, you wouldn't be allowed to eat either one of them, because you don't know which one is the arla or truma tamea. You wouldn't be, in, in reality, you're not going to be allowed to eat either one of them. But one of them is actually mutter. One of them is, is mutter, you just don't know. You can't identify which one is mutter. Can you be yotze the mitzvah of Esrog by taking both of them? That was the shayla that Rav says. He says, a raya brura uh, from, from our gemara, from our sugya. Because what's, what's going on in our so you have two women, you're not allowed to actually be with either one of them because one of them is, a, is your wife, but the other one is achos ishto. So you're not allowed to actually do yibum with, uh, with the, or sleep with, with, with either one of them. So that, but the uh, halacha is that, uh, that, that you could do chalitza. Why can you do chalitza? Because one of them is actually mutter. And that's called that you could do chalitza. So he says, Mom, it's the same thing. Since in reality one of them is mutter, we're allowed to treat it like it's mutter, even though in practicality they're both uh, they're both going to be us. Okay, but let's show them pick up with the price of tomorrow. Oh, yeah.